What is up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. This is the Carolina podcast. We're going to be talking about the Charlotte Hornets and the Carolina Panthers on the show. So, what this means is, really, we're just going to be going over scores, rosters, stats, just anything related to the team, predictions, and as most of you know, the NFL season, the regular season, is about to end. This is the last week. And Panthers are already out of the playoffs, so not much to talk about there. We're going to be mostly focusing today on the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they have just, in fact, started the NBA season. So Hornets are 2-2. Two two. Last night, they played amazing against the Mavericks, and they won. So we're going to be going over that game, the scores, the highlights, what happened, what went wrong for the Mavericks, what went well for the Hornets, um, who they play soon. And we'll go over the Panthers a little bit, how their season went, what they can fix next season. So, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to be starting off with the Panthers and finishing with the Hornets. So, first of all, I'm just going to go over the stats of the season. So, passing yards, Bridgewater, the quarterback, obviously, it's a little bit hard to tell if he is a franchise quarterback for the Panthers or not, or if he was just a fill-in for this season. Obviously, Cam Newton uh, fired by the Panthers. Their coach fired. Now they have Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater. And they still have a lot of good players on their team. They have DJ Moore, an amazing wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, he was a pickup from them for the New York Jets. He has played awesome this season. Both Moore and Anderson have got over a 1,000 yards on the season. So they've played great. Bridgewater, he's had a few mess-ups, but this is his first full season starting in the NFL. He's thrown for 3,500 yards. He's had a decent season as well. And obviously Christian McCaffrey, he's a star, but he has been hurt this entire season. He's not playing this week either. And the entire season, 16 games, he's only played four of them. And in those four games, he's actually got eight touchdowns. So that's two touchdowns a game that he played. And it's led to the conclusion that the Panthers would... I think, personally, that they would have won a lot more games if McCaffrey played. Because a lot of games this season, they have lost on game-winning drives or missed field goals. They've just lost by... They they don't lose much by double digits. It's close games. They lost to the Chiefs by three. Lost to the Saints by a missed field goal. Like, I think Bridgewater's an amazing number, but an unfortunate one. Bridgewater's had eight possible drives where he could have won the game in the last, like, two minutes of the game, and none of them have been successful. So, 0 for 8 on game-winning drives. Not a great season. Um, but we did. We have a very young defensive core, and honestly, a very young offensive core. McCaffrey, he's only, like, 24, 25. We have DJ Moore. I think he's 23. Curtis Samuel is 22. He's been a good backup wide receiver. He's not even backup, but... Just a third option for Bridgewater. Um, Anderson's a little more experienced. He's probably 26, 27. But a great season for him. And then on defense, we have Jeremy Chin. A second-round pick by the Panthers. And he has over 110 tackles on the season. That is an amazing season for him. We have Brian Burns. I don't know what year this is, but he's gone nine sacks for the season. If he gets one more this week, he'll be at 10. A great season for him. Dante Jackson, three interceptions. Just some really great numbers put up by Carolina's defense. And we have a lot of young rookies. Troy Pride, Gross Matos, 
We have Jeremy Chin. Obviously, he's done great. And just a young core for the Panthers. And one more thing. It, they are probably going to lose this week to the Saints. New Orleans is looking pretty good this year. But the thing is, they they lose this year. They get a good draft pick, right? They they draft a quarterback or a tight end or another position they need. And then what's going to happen? I think the Panthers have a very bright future. They may not have played good this year, but they ne- give it a few years, give it two, three years. They are going to be a playoff team, and here's why. First of all, their division, they're in a tough division right now. Drew Brees, okay, Matt Ryan, and the Falcons, Julio Jones with them. They have, um, the Saints have Kamara and Brees, Michael Thomas, and then, of course, the Bucks picked up Tom Brady this season. That doesn't make it any easier on them. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Ronald Jones run the football, and it's just been a hard division for them to succeed in. But the thing is, when, when Brady retires, because he's the oldest player in the NFL right now, I think, when he retires, that is going to be a crippling loss for the Bucks. And a lot of people think that this is going to be Drew Brees, last, Drew Brees' last season after that injury he got back a few weeks ago um, when he got sacked and he broke a few ribs, punctured a lung, terrible injury. A lot of people think this is going to be his last season. If he can finish it out, um, they think he's going to stop. Brady, I think he'll play another year or two. But if if they retire, right, say Brady and Breeze retire soon, that is going to be crippling losses for the two best teams in the division, okay? So the Bucks, the Bucks have lost their best player. The Saints lost their best player. And then the Panthers on the other side are only getting better. They might have a franchise quarterback that by, by then. Bridgewater will have developed their wide receiver core is only getting better. Their defensive core only getting better. And they are going to be, if not the top team in the division, one of the top teams. And this year, I don't know if they placed last in the division. Or, I just know the Falcons... No, yeah, they placed third in the division. So the Falcons are already bad. Um, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, obviously, both really established NFL teams. They both lose their best players. They're going to go down with the Falcons. Carolina's going to rise up to the top. That's my prediction anyway. And now we're going to talk about draft picks. If they lose next week, which we almost got to hope that they do because we want them to get a better pick. I'm confused. I, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think Bridgewater is their guy, at least for another few seasons. Um, I think they're going to stick with him. He's still developing. Obviously, he's never been an NFL starter before for a whole season. He played for the Saints for a little while. He played for the Vikings. But this is really his first season where he has been expected to go there and play as the starting quarterback. And obviously they have P.J. Walker if Bridgewater gets hurt. He did get hurt for a game earlier in the season. And P.J. stepped up. He won the game. Played really well. But despite that, I don't I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback this year. I think, I think what the Panthers need right now is a tight end. Because they have Ian Thomas... He's a pickup for them, um, and really, he's just not put up good numbers. Of course, he's probably not been targeted as much as the other receivers, but just moving on from this subject, I think I think the Panthers need a tight end. I think that's what they're looking to draft. But moving on from the Panthers, um, that's my take on them right now. And by the way, they are they have a let me look at the stats real quick. Yeah, so the Panthers have a 27% chance of winning against the Saints. So, not good odds. 
But if they win, great for them. If they lose, great for them. So it's really a win-win scenario. Um, but as I said before, moving on from the Panthers, we're going to go to the Hornets. And as I said before, last night they pulled off an amazing 19-point win against the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, everyone knows he's a great NBA player. And let's just let's just take a moment to go through the stats of that game, see what happened. Because they won by 19, 118 to 99. It was an amazing win for the Hornets. So let's see. First of all, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Hornets roster real quick for those of you that don't know. So the Hornets, they have obviously they have Devonte Graham, Tay Rozier. If you watch the Hornets at all, you'll know they have those two people. Uh, and those two guards have really done wonders for the Hornets last year and this year. They have just played awesome. Rozier leads the team in points per game currently. And Graham leads an assist. So they're just a really great guard, a pair of guards. And then they also picked up Gordon Hayward from the Boston Celtics in free agency. And I think they're paying him a lot of money, but I think that was a good pickup. He did only get 11 points last night, but he went for like 4 of 16 from field goal. So he didn't have a great game. But then again, you have to look at the other stats. You got a block, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. An all-around great player, Gordon Hayward. He's probably the best on their team this year, as of now. And then, let, let's look at their... They, they drafted LaMelo Ball, and he played awesome last night. He got 22 points, um, led the team 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and some amazing passes from him last night. Not only amazing passes, some amazing shots. When they drafted him, the Hornets viewed him as not a starter this season. Because they already have two great guards. Lamelo's the point guard. And they didn't view him as a shooter either. But he went out there. He shot four for five from three point, And he showed that he could shoot the ball. So he, I think he's going to get a lot more playing time in the future. He only got 29 minutes last night. Which is actually fairly good for a bench point guard. But... He just really did awesome. That was probably the main thing. It just felt like the Mavericks couldn't stop him. And then they also had McDaniels, Jalen McDaniels. He played 16 minutes off the bench. He got 10 points. And that's really good for 16 minutes. So he played great. But he also had four turnovers. So not very careful with the ball all in all. Then we have the Martin brothers, Caleb and Cody Martin. They both got four. um, Had good field goal percentage. Didn't take as many shots as they probably would have liked. And then one of them, I forgot which one, they're twins. One of them actually got ejected at the end of the game because they got in a fight um, with another player on another team. So anyway, that happened. That was pretty interesting. And then we have Miles Bridges. So he was the other Hornets scorer last night. He put up 20 points and the amazing number, 16 rebounds. He got a double-double. All of them were defensive rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and again, five turnovers. So the Hornets, they had a lot of turnovers last night, actually. They weren't very careful with the ball, but they shot well, all in all. And Bridges put up some good numbers. He is he is going to be a player that is key for Charlotte in these upcoming years because he is so young. He's, he's only 23 years old. He is extremely young, extremely talented, Um. He can dunk it so hard. Shot really well for three. Four for six for three-pointers. He got 12 points just off threes. And 
for a small forward, he's just really an all-around great basketball player and a great a great draft pick by the Hornets. And then they have Washington. He was last year's pick. He's a starter now. He's the Hornets' starting power forward. He played 18 minutes, so not as much as you would expect for a starter. So he did get subbed out a bit. Him and Bridges kind of rotate on the forward position. But he put up 11 points, 18 minutes. Not bad. His plus-minus was 23, which is really good. He only had two turnovers, so he was more careful with the ball. Three assists, two rebounds. Um, He shot two for two, free throw. One for two, three-point. Four for six, steal goal. So for 18 minutes, not a bad game for P.J. Washington. And again, that is another player on the Hornets who is developing into one of their stars. He's already a starter, and... He is nowhere close to his prime, but still putting up great numbers. So look look out for P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges. Those are two rising stars in the league. And LaMelo, too. LaMelo played great last night. I cannot express how good his basketball IQ is. Just his decision-making on the court is... He's, he's really just a leader for the team. And he's a rookie. Rogier and Graham can train him. Some more, like, with them, under their mentorship, he's he's going to develop into a really great player for the Charlotte Hornets. But, anyway, they won 118-99. to 99. They held Luka Doncic to 12 points. And I think what went wrong for the Mavericks is they just lost energy. Their leading scorer was Tim Hardaway Jr. He got 18, which is close to LaMelo's 22. But, really, they they really just didn't. They just weren't in the game after the second half. They came out um, losing by like 9 or 10 at the beginning of the third quarter. And then they just slowed down. And the Hornets, they took advantage of that. They got a ton of points from their bench. Bridges and Ball both got 20 and 22. And they came off the bench. So the Hornets bench really stepped up last night. And the Mavericks just lost control. They, They couldn't stop the perimeter. They couldn't lock down the paint. It just... Everywhere the Hornets had the ball, it ended in a score for them. So the Mavericks, not a great game for them last night. And that's strange. This has been a weird season because they came off the 50-point win on the Clippers. The Mavericks versus Clippers a few nights ago. It might have been last night. I don't even know. But they came off a huge win. So kind of strange that they lost, really. But we're going we're gonna to take a moment to look at the division now that we've gone over last night's game. Orlando is currently leading the division. The Magic are 4 and 0 right now. And so that is let's they're undefeated as of now. And we need to hope that they lose tonight to the Sixers. They play at 6:30. I'm probably going to try to watch that game because it's key for the Hornets that they lose. Last year the Hornets finished 3rd in the Southeast Division. This year they are 3rd currently. Let's hope they don't place 3rd again. But next is Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks have made some huge roster changes. Obviously, Trey Young, the team's starting point guard, a real leader. He has put up incredible numbers. Just a real scorer for the Hawks. But they did lose last night, which will help the Hornets out a lot. My brother, he is a big Hawks fan. Um, and I think the Hawks have a bright future. But for the sake of the Hornets, we got to hope they lose again to the Nets. That's who they play. Friday, and of course, the Hornets play Friday. They play the Memphis Grizzlies. That's one of the few games this season that they're actually projected to win. 
Speaking of games they were projected to win, the beginning of the season did not look good for the Hornets. They lost to the Cavaliers. They were supposed to win that game. And they lost to the OKC Thunder. They were supposed to win that game. So they were 0-2. But the last two games, they played the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They beat them by two points. That was a close game. And then they beat the Mavericks by 19. So two teams, two really good NBA teams that they beat. It's looking good for the Charlotte Hornets right now. Then there's the Miami Heat. They lost in the NBA Finals to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the Los Angeles Lakers. They're 2-2, two and two, so they're tied with Charlotte's record, but right now Charlotte's above them. Um, If they, let's see who they play. They don't play tonight. They played last night, and they won against the Milwaukee Bucks. So that was a big win for them. And then there's Washington, the Washington Wizards, 0-4. They picked up Russell Westbrook. That's a bit of a threat, but right now we don't have to worry about them because they are pretty far behind, honestly. But the Hawks, they play the Nets Friday, and they most likely will lose that game. They lost last night to the Nets, back-to-back game. If they lose, they'll be 3-2. and two. And the Hornets are supposed to win Friday night, so they'll be 3-2. and two. So they'll be tied after that. The Magic, if they lose tonight, they'll be 4-1. and one. And that's all it takes for the Hornets to rise up. They are going, if they, they had a rough start, the first two games, they lost, um by a large amount, and so not a not a great start to the season, but now they are on the rise. They're moving up. They have really made some big changes over the past few years, and free agency, obviously, picking up Rozier and Hayward from the Celtics. Devontae Graham has really risen up as a star for their team. Gordon Hayward, I said him already, but they picked him up. He's just made big changes. Drafting LaMelo Ball, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. This is a different team than we've been looking at. This is a different... Charlotte Hornets than we have seen in the past few years. They are more accomplished now, better. But what worries me, they they either need to do they they either need to make the playoffs or they need to just do terrible this season. Cuz if they're in that middle ground that they have been in the past 10 years, they are going to keep drafting average players and as of that keep being an average team. They they have consistently got like 12th draft pick they are actually supposed to get like eighth last year, but by some miracle in the draft lottery, they were able to get third pick, and obviously they got Lamelo from that. Hopefully that is going to pay off, but we just gotta hope that they can make the playoffs. I right now they're the nine seed, right behind the Knicks, and it's really too early on in the season. All the teams have only played like four games. It's too early on to tell what will happen. But if they play like they did against the Mavericks and the Nets against the Grizzlies, that will result in an, another win. Obviously, the Grizzlies have Ja Morant. That might be a problem for the Hornets. He's put up some great numbers this season. 26 points per game against Rozier's 24. 6 assists against Graham's 7. And he's doing it all for the Memphis Grizzlies. But they're still 1-3. They actually did lose to the Hawks a few nights ago. So that's that for... This first episode of the podcast, the Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. I would say pretty bright futures for both teams. We're probably not going to talk about the Panthers that much the next episode. I'll make an episode Saturday. Um, I'll talk more about Panthers-Saints games. I'll talk more about the, um, the Hornets, whether they win or lose to the Grizzlies. I'll talk about that game, do a little breakdown of that. But anyway, just thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.